welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder, and today's episode is brought to you by Mama Bar. Mama Bar is a protein bar crafted with essential nutrients for breastfeeders that are convenient without the sugar crash. And today's episode is also brought to you by Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician-tested shampoos, conditioners, styling and body care products produced and packaged in California, USA. Um, And we'll hear more from our sponsors later on. But for now, make sure you head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com when you're done listening to this episode right now. (laughs) In a minute, go there. Scroll down, put your email address in, and get um, e- the episode sent right to your inbox. And um, that's it. Diane has our review of the week. I do. And uh, this comes from iTunes. And I can't wait to hear how Abby responds to this oh, because it's fantastic. Dealing with unsupportive medical professionals. And this is from one of our listeners. Um, like I said, it was put on iTunes. And it says, I just had my six-month checkup for my son, and his pediatrician told me to wean night feeds because of cavities and how bad she has seen this problem. He doesn't even have teeth yet. She puts in parentheses. (laughs) I just started listening to your podcast. I can't remember which episode it was, but I definitely remember you saying, yes, feed your baby at night. It comforts them, and it's natural. After the appointment, I told my husband, I'm not listening to her. If my baby wants to eat at night, I'm going to feed him. Besides that, he gets up only once. And falls right back to sleep on the boob. I started thinking about my son's pediatrician and how much I don't care for her. She's just all right, I guess. I went home and went through your podcast and found the episode of Unsupportive Medical Professionals. This just confirms my instincts. Your podcast has been great for me. This is the first baby I've wholeheartedly went in with breastfeeding and I've been successful. Thank you for the support. And I have to say, like when I read this too, like we have an episode on cavities. So if you haven't read that or if you haven't listened to it yet definitely go back and listen to that one too because that is some serious bs right there it's so ridiculous Uh uh-huh how does it even make sense and on top of it the baby doesn't even have teeth yet (laughs) like what yeah it's like not not, that just proves that they're just saying the same thing to whoever they just say whatever they're gonna say it's just like a it's just like the thing they say, because it doesn't apply to this person. Right. But they're just saying it anyway, because that's the thing they say. It doesn't come out of any logical or science or anything. No. And when we did the episode, because we did the episode on cavities, because we are like seriously sick of the crap that we were, because people tell us that all the time. And we had like new research on it and everything. And like even the American Dental Association says that it doesn't cause cavities. Like, it does not cause cavities. No, it doesn't. Get over it. Stop it. Just stop. That discussion needs to end. So I am really, really glad that you heard our episodes and that you, you know, kind of took that information and you said, I don't know about this and, you know, thought differently of it because that's exactly what we want you to do when you listen to our podcast is get the information and and that's it. So I'm really proud of you. I know I don't know you, but I'm really proud of you. So <laughs> proud of people you don't know. That's true. So that is our review of the week, and I loved it. I knew Abby would get a kick out of it too. <laughs> and 
go ahead, leave us a review. You can send it to us. Like I said, this one was on iTunes and that helps us because it kind of boosts us up on iTunes and helps people find us a little bit better. So that's always really great. Um, but, you know, people send us emails and stuff too. If you don't have iTunes, you can always do that. Send an email, badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com or badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can even go to the website and just, you know, find us that way too and, and put it in an email. So however you want to get up, get in touch with us, you can. And that's what I got for there. And now we're going to talk about another favorite topic. Not really. Not really. <laughs> no, everybody's, yeah, it's a big one. Everybody wants to know about birth control. Mm-hmm. And, you know, does it, well, if what's going to, is it going to affect my milk supply? Is it what's going to happen with breastfeeding? How does breastfeeding and birth control work together? Is breastfeeding birth control? All of these things. Oh, yeah. And it is a question we hear a lot. In all different kinds of forms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People have, yeah, like, can I breastfeed and take this birth control? Right. Um, is it going to affect my milk supply? Is it, you know, is it, can, what sort of birth control should I take? What, it, can I use breastfeeding as, can I get pregnant when I'm breastfeeding? Can I use breastfeeding as birth control? All these things. Yeah. So I don't even know, like, where should we start? Should we start with the, can we use breastfeeding as birth control? Maybe we should start with that. Yeah, one. let's start there. Let's start there because people will say, People a lot of times will say, because there's, well, let's just talk about it. So Mm -hmm. breastfeeding is, um, can make it more difficult to get pregnant. Right. And why is that, Diane? That is because the hormones that help keep your milk supply high and help, you know, help you breastfeeding will kind of squash the hormones of ovulation. So you're not ovulating when you're breastfeeding because those hormones are taking over. But then what can happen is, you know, if your baby is feeding a lot, you're feeding your baby on demand. And that's the key here. Feeding your baby on demand. You're feeding your baby on demand. They're eating whenever they want to. They're eating through the night. Um, That will usually keep your period from coming back. Now, it does, it's not everybody because this isn't a one size fits all situation, mm-hmm. but some people take them a very long time to get their period back. And some people get it back in three months. Mm-hmm. You know, it just depends on the person, which tells us what, that everybody's hormones are different, right? Like totally. that's what that tells us. So keep that in mind for this whole discussion, this whole podcast. So If your baby is like, you know, feeding, 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 and then you don't have a period and then you're like, oh, look at this. It's great. I don't have to worry about getting pregnant. And then all of a sudden your baby starts maybe sleeping through the night or instead of getting up three times a night to feed, they're only getting up once and, you know, things start to change a little bit. You ovulate before you get your period. So you could be pregnant before you even get a period. How crazy is that? Right. Yep. Like you wouldn't even... No, unless you are really into with your body and go, oh, geez, I think I'm, I think I'm ovulating, you know, like, but I don't know too many people that are that good with it. No, especially post right partum when everything is so, you know, wackadoo. Yeah. You know, there's usually a time where even somebody who's very in tune with their body is going to be like, oh, what's it telling me now? Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, it just started to tell you all kinds of new stuff for nine months. So that's why we're kind of like, you know, that could happen at any time. So be cautious, you know, because 
it, it can happen. Yeah. So you can't rely on breastfeeding as a form of birth control. But right. if you're trying to get pregnant, it could make it more difficult. But the reason is this is kind of nature's way of saying nature's way of spacing out the children, right? Yes. Yeah. And that's like, yeah. Yeah. Of like this is your this is your time where your body is focusing solely on breastfeeding. We're going to suppress all these other things right now because we're not ready to go back to that yet. We're, we're right now, we're focused on taking care of this new baby, breastfeeding this baby. And um, it's just a, just the natural kind of way of spacing out children. Now, of course, as we know, everybody's different. And some people end up pregnant three months after they had their baby, mm-hmm. usually much to their surprise. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so certainly that happens. And then some people are breastfeeding three, four years have their toddler and they're still struggling to um, get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And it's because hormones are just not consistent from person to person. Right. It's not. So that is why we say, you know what, enjoy the perk of not having your period, but you know, don't run with it because. Yeah. And and then there, yeah, I'm sorry. No. There are people who are like, you know, a couple years into it who are like, okay, I want to have my babies, you know, two, three years apart. That sounds like a good spacing. And they're still struggling to get pregnant. And then this, these are people that reach out too. I'm trying to get pregnant. Like, you know, how can I get pregnant? How can I start to ovulate? How can I, how can I help? You know, can I, should I, I want, should I, do I have to wean in order to get pregnant? And sometimes it doesn't happen for people until they completely wean. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's the choice that I get. Certainly you have to make for yourself. Um, but uh, your, yeah, your body is telling you, your body's giving you that message. That it's you not- you're ready. To, yeah, you're supposed to space kids a little bit. And well, especially I, for your body, for yeah, your body to get why, ready to yeah. be pregnant again. Yeah. I mean, it takes a lot out of your body. And I do have people that say, oh, well, you know, I'm getting older, so I want to have my kids right away. So, you know, I want to, within a year, I want to be able to start trying again. And that's definitely like, you know, if you got the energy, man, good for you, because that's definitely a lot of work to have three kids or to have two babies that are like really, you know, babies. Um but it it does take a lot out of your body. You know, it really does. So it is good to space them a little bit. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, like looking back, I had Jack and after Jack, Josh and I both were like, we're not having any more kids Yeah, because it was so traumatic. And I was yeah. just like, there's absolutely no way that I can go through that whole process again. Um, and then when I started to learn that there were more empowered ways of birthing a baby, uh, we started to try again, but I feel like that was really early. It was like, Jack was like six months and I don't know what we were thinking. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. didn't happen. It didn't happen. It took a very long time. And I, and I do remember being amongst the people that were like, 
can I get pregnant when I'm breastfeeding? How can I like, how can I make ovulation start again? You know, how can I manipulate this process? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, it's not really something that you can do. And I, and I have, and I ultimately decided it was not something that was worth interrupting that breastfeeding relationship with Jack um, to do because it was all about, you know, breastfeeding less. And that's not what I wanted to do. And certainly not what I wanted for my six month old. But, um, yeah, it took two or a year and a half or whatever. Um, but I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, <laughs> maybe, that's what, maybe that's all I was saying. I don't know if there was a point or if I was just sharing. I was just sharing. Yeah, but it took you a while, you know, like it, it took a while yeah, for things to kick in. And mm-hmm. I think that's probably how oh, it was supposed to be. This is what I was going to say. Things come over us. Things just come over us when we're like... Um, trying to have babies. You know, you're like looking around your life and you're like, this is a really terrible time to have a baby if from somebody's on the outside looking in and you just are not in that space. You're like, I want to have a baby. And it comes from a place that's not necessarily like when people are laying out the science for you, you know, you're not connecting with that because you are in some other kind of mode. You know, you're just like, I want to have a baby. Yeah. So anyway, if you're, I'm just saying, I get you guys, I get it. If you're like there and you're like, I'm breastfeeding, but I want to have a baby and how is this going to work? And I don't know if it's going to work right now. Like, I get it. And like, maybe sometime you'll look back and be like, why in the world did I think having a baby when my baby was six months was going to be a good idea? <laughs> oh God. I know. Oh, think about it. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so birth control. So that's the whole deal with breastfeeding as birth control. So if and you now, decide you want to tr- start a birth control, because very often what I hear from people is my doctor really wants me to get out of birth control. My doctor's already talking to me about a birth control. They, they really do push control. that. Oh, they do. They totally do. They really do. They pushed it on me too. I remember that. Well, so what kind of birth control are you going to use? What kind of blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, they totally push it. So there's options. And one of the things that kind of, I don't know, bothers me a little bit is that when your doctor gives you options about birth control, they might not really know all the all the ins and outs regarding the breastfeeding piece. And they might not give you the options that you can have. So... The truth behind it is like there's a couple of really good birth controls that are good for breastfeeding, but you have to remember that everything is hormonal. So even if they say to you, and one of these things is a marina and the IUD, and that's like the big thing now, like everybody's pushing the marina, which is Mm -hmm. um, the long term, it's like three three to five years, I think, or something like that, or five years, Mm -hmm. or the Implanon, which is the one that goes in the arm, that like matchstick looking thing that gets inserted into the arm. So both of those things are progestin only, which is, you know, supposed to be approved for breastfeeding, but there have been women that have had trouble with milk supply, even with those birth controls. Mm. So there is no guarantee that because your doctor says, Oh, but it's a progestin only, it's fine. It's not going to impact anything. They can't guarantee that because if your body is really sensitive to the hormones, then it might absolutely impact your birth, your milk supply. 
absolutely. The best thing to do is, from what I always say to moms, like, what did you do before you got pregnant? Like, did you have a birth control that you liked? Did you have one that you knew what the side effects were going to be for you? Because honestly, like, even before I get, I get into that, I'm going to get on my soapbox about, like, if you don't have to take birth control, I mean, your body is already, like, wigged out. You know, like, you had this baby, your hormones are all over the place, things don't settle in for months with your system, and you're breastfeeding, which is a whole different set of hormones. And now you're going to throw more hormones into your body. Like, that's a lot of chaos. So if you can, try to go as long as possible. Like, if you can go, the longer you can go without getting some kind of birth control, the better off you're going to be milk supply wise. Regardless, it's just going to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe we should take a break for our sponsors yeah. and then I can get into some more info details about the birth yeah, control stuff. That's a great idea. And before we launch into the sponsor thing, I do want to take a moment to say that please visit our sponsors. Um, we have a sponsor page at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. And then, of course, the sponsors that sponsor the specific episodes are under that episode in the show notes. But we really handpick these sponsors. We turn sponsors away all the time because we don't think they're a good fit for you guys. So if you need something, if you're looking for something, please head to the sponsors page on badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and see if you can find it there. These sponsors make this podcast possible. Mm-hmm. This is what is running this. This is what is, everything costs money, right? So all of the money that comes from these sponsors goes into making this podcast as awesome as it is. <laughs> so <laughs> We know, you know people should just pay can, us for our awesomeness yeah, without having to right. do anything. But, but, you know, just if you can utilize the sponsors here don't just tune out like oh they're doing another they're doing a commercial for like hershey's bars like no we're not we're doing like very specific ads for you based on you know their handpicked so i just want to say please you know visit the sponsor page if you need anything and consider checking them out and giving them business because they're supporting us and you and all of that and they do really have good stuff like they really they do. do we yeah. don't we don't like i said we do turn sponsors away all the time because we just, it's not a good fit. And yeah. we're not going to be like advertising stuff to you that's just nonsense. Okay. Today's episode is brought to you by Original Sprout. Original Sprout carries safe, effective, and pediatrician tested shampoos, conditioners, styling, and body care products produced and packaged in the United States. Their hair and body baby wash is made with gentle, moisturizing ingredients such as organic calendula and refreshing rosemary extract. Rosemary helps stimulate scalp circulation and calm cradle cap and eczema. This hair and body baby wash is ideal for babies, children, and adults alike. All of Original Sprouts products are paraben and phthalate free, vegan and cruelty free. Their proprietary formulas contain nourishing extracts from fruits, vegetables, and flowers that the whole family can enjoy. They are not just for babies anymore, and Diane and Abby use this. Yes, one we do. all the time. Mm-hmm. I love it. Check out the entire line at originalsprout.com, originalsprout.com, and use code BADASS for 25% off your order. Take advantage of this as long as this code is available. BADASS, 25% off your order. Don't miss that. They have really uh, quick shipping, too. Their shipping is really yeah. fast. 
Today's episode is also brought to you by Mama Bar. Breastfeeding is nutritionally demanding. You know that breastfeeding hunger we all feel? It's there for a reason. Breastfeeding demands even more calories and nutrients than pregnancy. It's okay to eat. It's necessary to eat. And now you can reach for a nutritious snack that's also convenient without the sugar crash. Mama Bar is a protein bar crafted with essential nutrients for breastfeeders by a certified nutritionist who specializes in pregnancy and postpartum nutrition. It's not just another lactation bar. This is about high quality, purposeful nutrition. Mama Bar is high in protein and an excellent source of iron, zinc, and magnesium, all of which keep you satisfied and give you the energy you need. Mama Bars are made only from real food ingredients and you can feel great about eating. Dairy-free and gluten-free, and they're delicious with ingredients like dark chocolate, oats, nuts, and flax seeds. Easy to eat one-handed while nursing. We all know that's important. We can't stop raving about them. Order your Mama Bars online at mamabar.com. That's mamabar.com. And use code BADASS to get 10% off your order. Mamabar.com, BADASS, 10% off your order. Snack on. And, uh... Oops. So our episodes, I mean, I'm sorry, our sponsors and their sponsor links can be found at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Like I said, please go there, check them out. Um, you can find on badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com under this episode, you can find our show notes that will give you more information about the things that we talked about. Um, you can find all of our episodes at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. You can find information about scheduling your very own lactation consultation with Diane. Yeah. And our shout out of the week goes to, oh, my phone is locking me out. <laughs> uh, midwife Angelina. You can find her on Instagram. This is uh, Angelina Ruffin Alexander, CNM. She is, uh, it's midwife Angelina on Instagram. Um, she's home birth midwife, birth activist, mom, promo mom promoting women and families in all their glory in Atlanta, Georgia, and the surrounding area. This feed is amazing. You have to follow this. Um, she has like all of her, you know, midwife, home birth midwife um, posts here. She, she documents a lot of it. She has a lot of pregnancy and home birth information here. Um, it's just such an awesome feed with like birthing pictures and um, videos and it's just beautiful. So follow it. Angelina or midwife Angelina. And that's all I got. Awesome. So as I was saying, <clears throat> as I was saying, if you had a birth control that you were taking before you had the baby and you know, the side effects, you know, you know how it affects you and the, and you want to go back to that. Just kind of like, you know, do a little research, make sure it is going to be something that's okay for breastfeeding. There's a couple that are not okay for breastfeeding, and that's because they have estrogen in them. So that's what you want to stay away from. You want to stay away from any birth control that has estrogen. So a lot of times, if you say, okay, I'm ready for a birth control, or if your doctor says we want you to be on a birth control, they'll suggest them what's called the mini pill. And that's, they call it that just because it's lower in hormones. But if you are somebody that doesn't like taking pills or that isn't very regular with your pills or, you know, like, or that's hard for you, then this isn't the birth control for you, you know? And sometimes they really push that one because like, oh, you're breastfeeding. So this is really the best thing for you. And if you're like, I don't, I don't 
I'm not good at taking pills, then that's not going to be a good birth control for you. You know, like, so we want you to have something that you're going to have that you're going to be comfortable taking or, you know, having whatever. So the copper IUD, which is an option that a lot of times doctors don't talk about, but it is an option and it can stay in for like, you know, like 10 years or something like that. And with any of those, like the Implanon, the Marina, the copper IUD, you can take them out whenever. Like just because it says, okay, this is good for five years doesn't mean you have to keep it in for five years. You can keep it in for a year and a half and take it out and have another baby. But the copper IUD does not have hormone. So that is a really good choice as well because there's no hormones there. Um, Some women do have problems with the progestin only and that would be your, you know, the mini pill, the Implanon, the Mirena, and the Depo shot. So the issue with the Depo shot, because that one gets put out there too a lot as, oh yeah, this is fine, you can have this, but that stays in your system. So if you don't like the side effects you're getting from this shot, there's nothing you can do about it. At least with like the Mirena or the Implanon, if you don't like the side effects, you can just get it taken out. But the depot's in your system for months and there's nothing you can do. Um, mm-hmm. It was suggested that if you want to get a Mirena or you want to get the Implanon or something like that, to start with the mini pill because it's similar. That way, if you have some side effects, you know, okay, maybe this is not for me. I'm not going to go ahead and get that Mirena because it's just not for me because I'm already having side effects that I don't like off this mini pill. Um, There are some people who opt to get the Mirena IUD right after delivery, like while you're still in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And the risk of expulsion, which is that Mirena just coming out on its own, are very are high because your uterus has not gone back into place yet. So now your uterus oh, is going back man. down and it pushes out that Mirena. So you have an, a more, an increased risk of expulsion with that thing coming out. They have research has showed an increased risk of decreased breastfeeding duration and a decreased risk of exclusive breastfeeding. So moms that got the Mirena early like right after delivery, they had more breastfeeding problems. If you wait at least six weeks to get your milk supply well-established, your chances of having problems with milk supply are going to be less likely. Um, Some anecdotal, and this was kind of interesting, I thought. There was some anecdotal information that... Mothers have reported fussiness with huh. um, with birth controls. Oh, the baby was fussy, not the mom. The mom's going to be fussy too. But <laughs> you know, the mothers reported increased fussiness of their baby with the birth control, which you know I, I found that very interesting. But it's like I said, it's, it's anecdotal, so you know we don't really know. There's not any actual research on it. You got to think, okay, maybe you know, is it a time? developmentally where babies are going to be fussy anyway and they just kind of like chalked it up but supposedly once they stop the birth control the fussiness stopped too so hmm that's interesting yeah i thought that was very interesting and another thing that i read was um 
one of the articles noted that using any birth control before six weeks can actually be difficult for newborns to metabolize because of the hormones. So their livers are immature, you know, like their livers aren't mm-hmm. metabolizing to, a, you know, to a great degree in the beginning right. like that. So it's harder for them to metabolize those hormones before six weeks, according to one of the articles that I read. And I thought that was kind of interesting too. The longer you can wait, the better. Like really, the longer you can wait, the better. And there's things you could do, like you can do condoms, like, and I know like dads don't want to hear that. Partners don't want to hear that, you know, but that is better for you. Like hormonally, it's better for your health. Right. Or just, you know, yeah, try to wait. Try to wait a little while. Just while the hormones are adjusting and... I mean, and some women too, like, you know, cause sometimes your doctor will be like, okay, let's talk about a birth control. And you're like, I'm never having sex again. So why do we need to talk about birth control? You know, cause your baby's like, you know, yeah. three days old or something like that. But, um, if you yeah, are, that's what I was like, I don't know. I don't need birth control cause I'm never, ever having sex ever again. <laughs> it's not happening. And that's how a lot of women feel. Yeah. But there's, you know, there's definitely things you can do. There's, you know, there's the, well, female condoms, you have diaphragms, you you know, like stuff like that, that people are like, oh my gosh. I remember saying something to my doctor once about a diaphragm and she's like, I haven't fitted somebody for a diaphragm in like years. I'm like, yeah, but I don't want the (laughs) hormone. I was just tired of the hormonal birth control. You know, I just didn't want it. Yeah. I think, and also like right in the beginning, like, you know, when, when you don't, when you, when you, when you can, when bre- relying on breastfeeding as birth control is a little bit more reliable in the beginning, mm-hmm. of course, you know, we already told you not to rely on it, right. but the earlier, the earlier, the more you can. And then once it becomes a little bit later, your baby's a little older, then everybody might be a little bit more ready to have that conversation yeah. about what birth control you want and. But if you feel like you're not ready and you feel like being pressured into it, like just tell everyone to back off. Yeah. Just tell me. Be like, back off, man. I've been through enough. I'm going through enough right now. Like you just have to like wait until I figure out what's right for me. Okay. I mean, this is your body. And if you're kind of feeling like I'm not ready to just start again with hormones, then leave it go. Because a lot of, a lot of moms, I mean, a lot of our listeners might even say, oh my gosh, I was on birth control for years before I had this baby. And then you jump back into it again. Like, it's just give it, give it a chance, you know, give your body and a chance. And so if somebody starts birth control, if somebody wants to start birth control and they start birth control and they do see a problem with their milk supply, um, what should they do? Stop that birth control. Okay. So just stopping and then give it like a few days should be okay. Yeah, and and it'll start to increase. You know, your milk supply will come back, except for the depot because the depot stays in your system. So that's where if you get the depot shot and your milk supply tanks, mm-hmm. you're screwed because you can't get that out of your system. Right. Right. You know, so you you know you just have to deal with it. So starting with those daily doses is better. Yeah. For yes. Definitely kind of like see how your body reacts, see how your baby reacts. But when people contact me anytime after like two months and they're concerned about milk supply problems, that is one of the things that I ask is, did you start a birth control? You know, because it's like we just want to cross it off our list. 
you know, we just want to make sure right. is that something that is a problem. And you know, a lot of times, actually recently, I've had moms say, no, I haven't, which is really great because it's like the longer you can go, the better. But there have been some times where we did corner it right down to like, okay, this is when we started seeing problems. And it was within a few days of that birth control being started. So, you know, it, it can happen. And I know they say, you know, they might tell you, oh, no, the marine is perfectly safe. But I know it really depends on how your body reacts to hormones. It really does. You know, not everybody's body does not react the same. I actually had the marina for like for a month. Did you ever have it? No, I never had that. No. Ugh. I had it for a month and I went back to my doctor and I go, take it out. I can't deal with it. And she was like, but you only had it for like a month. You got to give it a chance. I'm like, I can't. I cannot. I hate it. I can't deal with the psychology around something in me. It was just, oh, freaks me out. Yeah, it just was not. And I was just, but she, and I remember her even saying to me, you must be really sensitive to hormones then because, um, you know, a lot of people have no problem with this. And I'm like, I can't take it. It just made me feel awful. Like I just could not take it. So it really, you know. We don't have to live like this. No. If it's making you feel miserable, stop taking it. No, this is your body. You have every right to like not take something if you don't want to take it. Um. And like I said, there are things like condoms and vasectomies and stuff like that that can happen too. So totally, I'm sure I vasectomies are awesome. <laughs> I can vouch for how awesome vasectomies are. <laughs> yeah, we didn't go that route in our house. So my first husband did. I remember that, and I remember him coming home afterwards that day or whatever, and kind of like you know a little bit whimpery, like a little bit whiny, a little bit achy or whatever. And I remember just looking at him. And he goes, you don't really care about this at all, do you? And I go, no, I don't. Nope. Not at all. So No, my husband was like, yeah, it was a little weird, like a little bit halfway through, but it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I've, hear, I've heard of like men laying down on the couch for like a week and like asking to be delivered food and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. I've known people that got to put back oh. together and had more kids. So. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it really, you know, me personally, I had my tubes taken out, so um, I don't need to worry about that again, but. No, but the vasectomy is much, much less invasive. Yeah. And so if you can do that, you know, advocate for that, because it is much easier for them than it is for people with uteruses and tubes. Yeah, it's a much easier recovery. Um, And then sometimes, like, I've recently, I've had a couple of moms say, I need, um, I need something just until we get to that point. Cause we're, yeah, you know, my husband's right. going to have yeah. the vasectomy, but you know, we're whatever the situation so, is. You, that's a decision. Like yeah. it's a big decision. And so you want to be sure. Yeah. And that's okay. We can give you something yeah. to, you know, sure. in the meantime, there's stuff you can do. You have lots of options. So we will like, we'll put some of this stuff in the show notes as far as like, you know, where to get some information, um, and if you have more questions, definitely get a hold of us if if you're really concerned about it. But just remember, like, there's options, and don't take anything that you don't want to take or that you're not comfortable taking. And just keep keep in the back of your head that even if they say, "Oh, this won't hurt your milk supply," because it's hormonal, there's always that chance. But we can get it back if that's the case. Yeah, yeah. Don't freak out. Yeah, don't freak out. Welcome back. 
Yeah. It will come back. It won't just dry up and go away forever. No. Unless you don't stop the birth control, then you'll continue to have issues. Right. Then you're going to continue to have problems. Yeah. You, you can definitely recover from that. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening. Yeah. That's it. Thanks for listening. Take care. Bye. Bye.